Al Jazeera Podcasts. Today, how a trip to get flour ended in what Palestinian officials called a massacre by Israeli forces. Thursday's attack has been described as a massacre of civilians. Hundreds of starving Palestinians had gathered to collect food aid when they were attacked. Well, over 100 Palestinians in Gaza were killed. So what happened on February 29th? I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. The Palestinian Ministry of Foreign Affairs is describing what happened on Thursday in Gaza as nothing short of a cold-blooded massacre. The story unfolded around 5 a.m. in Gaza City. People had congregated on El Rashid Street in West Gaza City, where aid trucks carrying flour were believed to be on the way. Residents of Gaza have been facing extreme hunger for months. We are now in the 17th district, where tens of thousands of Palestinians are waiting to receive aid to the north of the Gaza Strip. Tens of thousands of hungry people are waiting here for this aid in the shadow of the ongoing siege imposed by the occupation. Officials from the UN have accused Israel of systematically blocking aid, and they've warned of a looming famine. Earlier this week, a two-month-old child died of starvation. His mother didn't have enough milk to keep him fed. The baby has not been fed any milk for days, as baby milk is totally absent in Gaza. Despite their best efforts, Mahmoud died of starvation. In the last few days, drips and drabs of food aid have trickled in slowly. Some dropped from the sky. The Jordanian armed forces say they made four aerial aid drops on Monday in collaboration with the French, sending relief and food items, including ready-to-eat meals of high nutritional value. On Thursday, trucks carrying flour made their way to the center of Gaza City, stopping and starting on Al-Rashid Street. Thousands of people flocked to Al-Rashid, southwest of Gaza City, desperate for aid. It's a street that five months ago was lined with shops and restaurants, a main thoroughfare. Now, there's another way it'll be remembered. They're calling it the Flower Massacre. Their blood was mixed with the flower. According to Al Jazeera's Ismail El Ghul, reporting on the scene in Gaza, Israeli soldiers began shooting at civilians. And there were other reports on what that looked like from the air. Aerial footage released by the Israeli military shows crowds gathering around what looks like several aid trucks. The Israelis just opened random fire on us as if it was a trap. Once we approached the aid trucks, the Israeli tanks and warplanes started firing on us. The Israelis started shelling and shooting everyone who was on the road, killing innocent men and women in cold blood. There was gunfire, snipers shooting, tanks shelling and drones. Then, the Israeli tanks advanced, 
crushing the bodies of many of those who had already been killed. By the time the sun rose, the extent of what happened was clear. The dead and the dying lying side by side, gunned down by Israeli fire. Once word spread, ambulances sent to Al-Rashid were stopped. Al Jazeera's Al Ghul said the roads had been totally destroyed. By donkey cart, car, and makeshift stretches, the wounded are taken to nearby hospitals, all of which are overwhelmed and barely functioning. The bodies that could be recovered and the wounded were taken to medical centers in Gaza City. But those centers were without fuel and medicine even before Thursday. This is exactly what we have been warning about, the hospital being out of service amid this massive influx of patients. We are operating on batteries. The hospital is without operating rooms. I stand helpless. We are simply administering first aid treatment only. What's Israel's response? That's after the break. Get your news in less than three minutes, three times per day with the Al Jazeera News Updates. Just ask your home device to play the news by Al Jazeera or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Al Jazeera's Bernard Smith is reporting from occupied East Jerusalem. And he says the Israeli military's narrative has evolved. The Israeli military initially tried to pin the blame for the casualties in those deaths in Gaza, in northern Gaza, on the crowd who'd gone to try and get aid. And then, after some pushing, the Israelis went on to say hundreds of people approached their troops in a way that posed a threat to them, so they responded by opening fire. Israel's Minister of National Security, Itzamar Ben-Gavir, praised the Israeli forces involved calling them heroic fighters. In a post on the social media site X, he wrote that what happened in Gaza City is another clear reason why Israel must stop transferring aid. Ismail Tawabta, the director general of the government media office in Gaza, told Al Jazeera that Israel is wholly responsible for what Palestinian officials are calling an unprecedented war crime. We hold the Israeli occupation and the international organizations who shirked their responsibilities, full responsibility for the mass killing operations, this horrific massacre, the ongoing war of genocide, and the hunger war. This is also not the first incident of its kind. Over the past few days, Israeli forces have shot at large gatherings of Palestinians waiting for aid trucks near Gaza City. If this continues like this, we do not want any aid delivered at all. Every convoy coming means another massacre. Some of the truck drivers bringing in the aid have found themselves in the center of the tragedy. Instead of aid, they've come away with the dead. Carl Stau is director of the World Food Program, one of the aid organizations trying to get food into northern Gaza. He told the UN Security Council of the dangers to their trucks, delays at checkpoints, 
gunfire, and other violence. The risk of famine is being fueled by the inability to bring critical food supplies into Gaza in sufficient quantities and the almost impossible operating conditions faced by our staff on the ground. If nothing changes, a famine is imminent in northern Gaza. We must all double down and live up to our responsibilities to ensure it does not happen on our watch. He said that one in four people in Gaza are at risk of famine now, and one in six children below the age of two are acutely malnourished. Aid agencies say Israel has been delaying aid deliveries. Israel denies those claims. The United States, which has stood by what it calls Israel's right to defend itself throughout the war, described Thursday's killing as a, quote, tragic incident. Here's Matthew Miller, a spokesperson for the U.S. State Department. The tragic incident in northern Gaza today, where more than 100 Palestinians are reported to have been killed and many more injured. A recent poll released by the progressive firm Data for Progress says 67% of U.S. voters support a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. Earlier this week, U.S. President Joe Biden had suggested there could be a ceasefire as soon as the weekend. Al Jazeera's Kimberly Halkett says that no longer seems to be the case. Now the U.S. president walking those comments back, saying that hope springs eternal and it may not be by Monday. Meanwhile, U.N. aid chief Martin Griffiths says life is draining out of Gaza at terrifying speed. And that's The Take. Special thanks to Ismail El-Ghul in Gaza and Michael Apple. This episode was produced by Amy Walters and Sariel Khalili, with Chloe K. Lee, Sonia Bagat, Nagin Oliayi, Miranda Lynn, Ashish Malhotra, David Enders, Khaled Sultan, Zaina Bazar, Faridisa Kampana, and me, Malika Bilal. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Nate Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. We'll be back.